What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey friends, Dr. Joseph here with you again for day 29 of our podcast. And uh, I'm so excited about what I get to read with you today. We're going to be in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And uh, I'm going to be reading out the New International Version. So let's jump in. I hope y'all are ready. Here we go. Mark 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, mother, the Mary, the mother of James and Salam, brought brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus's body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Verse 4, But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go. Tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. So here we have, when Jesus was buried, we got to go back and remember, Nicodemus, he wrapped his body in about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. In fact, you could go today to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in, in Israel, in Jerusalem, and there's actually a representation. There's a stone block. Now, some say it's tradition, whatever it is, that it actually represents just the uh, where Jesus would have been uh, buried, what his body would have been laid on. And there's this amazing smell that's there. Is this representation of the stone of Jesus' body. Now, since the Sabbath was over, this meant that Jewish people could then, they could go and they could touch a dead body. This meant that the tradition held that they would go and what they would actually do is they would go and uh, prepare a body for a more permanent burial. Now think about that. The ladies are going to prepare for a more permanent burial of Jesus, right? So they're bringing these spices to his body uh, at the tomb. And, in, and they're already kind of thinking through this, but in the stillness of time, if you think about this, we have this amazing event that occurs that totally changes everything. I mean, the resurrection of Jesus is the event that changes everything. It's Sunday. It's the first day of the week. It's early. The, the sun is rising. And we catch a glimpse into the, the wonderings of these women as they're, they're going to complete this task. They're wondering about how will we even open the tomb. You know, you, you think about that. I mean, in a lot of ways, 
you know, they had to go and they had to buy these spices, you know, that they could have easily said, you know what, let's just leave this alone. I mean, Jesus was already wrapped up, you know, that he'll be fine for another day. And yet they went and they they bought spices, they prepared for this. And and even as they're going, they're wondering about how are we even going to open the tomb? I mean, this is so crazy. And yet they were devoted to wanting to care and see after Jesus. We have verse 4. I love what it says. But, right? But when they looked up. I think that's one of the greatest uh, conjunctions in the Bible, right? I think about other places. You know, uh, with Men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible, right? But God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we think that all hope is lost, when we have our doubts, when we focus on the impossible, here comes God raging forth with his promises, with his word, and he totally changes everything. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. Already we have something that's showing the impossible happening. The stone is rolled away. The guards are there, are not there. And when they walked in, there's an angel that's present to meet the women, to announce what happened. Brittany and I, we've been to this tomb this garden tomb there in Israel. And it's such an amazing thing that you walk into this tomb and you can see these words posted right there. Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who's crucified. Here's the words that are posted right there in this empty tomb. He has risen. He is not here. And then he points to see even the place where they laid him. I love what it says in Luke uh, it says, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Here we have the greatest news being declared. We have the resurrection of Jesus. Don't miss what happened in this moment. Here is where the curse was broken. Here is where our hope resides. Here is where eternal life is found by trusting and believing in the risen Lord and Savior. He conquered death. He conquered the penalty of our sin. Here is where God's plan was fulfilled. Here is where the gospel is the greatest news ever shared. And, and then we have this amazing thing happens. He tells Go meet Jesus in Galilee, pointing to where his gospel, his disciples are going to come together and receive their, their instructions and their affirmations. We even see that it's in John chapter 21 where Peter is meets Jesus on the shores of Galilee and he, re and he receives his affirmation to go and feed the sheep. And how do the women leave in verse 8? I think it's kind of interesting. Trembling, bewildered, they fled the tomb. There's this fear that came overcame the women. Would the disciples believe their words? What does this mean for their life that Jesus is alive? Listen, I, I think this is true of what happens in any heart that places their faith in Christ and realizes the cost of what it means to follow him.
You know, we do. We come with childlike faith in our lives, in our hearts, where we're drawn to Christ and this overwhelming trust to the gift of eternal life, this love that he's provided for us. And then along with that, our hearts, we, we consider the impact that this is going to happen in our temporal relationships. How's our marriage going to be different? How will our devotions be different? How will our desires be different? How are we going to see the world differently? And yet, it is worth it all when we consider Jesus Christ, when we consider eternal life. Friend, I want to tell you, there have been many people that have lost their life in view of the eternal life of Christ, in view of the resurrection. Friend, the resurrection of Jesus changes everything. It changes everything. Don't go through this life living some half-hearted devotion to Jesus Christ. Friend, don't go through this life in some casual Christianity that the world tries to want to make you believe is okay. Friend, see Jesus for who he is as our risen Savior and Lord and live surrender to him. Look what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, on Christ and what he's done, my soul hangs for time and eternity. If your soul also hangs there, it will be saved as surely as mine shall be. And if we're and if you're truly lost trusting in Jesus, I'll be lost with you and will go to hell with you. I must do so, for I have nothing else to rely upon but but the fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lived died, was buried, rose again, went to heaven, and still lives and pleads for sinners at the right hand of God. Friend, are you grateful for the empty tomb? Are you grateful for the risen Savior and Lord? May we be grateful today for Jesus Christ, that he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. May our lives reflect the love, mercy, and hope that's found in Christ alone. And when we're confronted with this question, is he worthy? Is it all worth it? May we answer with a glorious assurance he is. He is worth it. He is worthy of it all. Oh, praise God. I serve a risen Savior. I praise God for that. And carry that with you today. Reflect the life of Christ in everything today. Friend, He is truly worthy of it all. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening in, and I look forward to the next time that we can gather together and study God's Word. God bless and talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's Word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.